0: You play pickleball, you take care of yourself, Health IQ thinks you should be rewarded. They built their business on saving money for people who live an active lifestyle. Go to healthiq.com pickleball and find out how much they can save you. That's healthiq.com pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. I'm Chris Allen. This is Pickleball Radio Rocket Grubs. You know him from PickleballRocks.com, Pickleball's ultimate ambassador. He's on the line with me along with Laura Fenton Govanda, one of the world's top players. You always see her on the medal stand at TOC Nationals and everywhere else, joining us from Surprise, Arizona. Thank you so much, Rocket, for going over these with us and, and making it understandable and also giving us the reasoning behind it. Because it's one of those things, once you understand what it meant to do it sort of clicks in your mind a little more instead of just this is the rule you know do it because I said so so uh, thanks for adding life to it and fleshing it out for us
1: yeah, my pleasure
0: now what were the two the last two you said that jumped out at you
1: well when they first announced the major rules revisions Facebook went wild for a while and actually still is kind of out there the rule 12.c.1 says single elimination with a consolation Okay, if you're the first player or team to score a match-winning point or, or at least win by a two-point margin, but if you lose, you go down into the consolation bracket and you cannot win a gold medal. You're only playing for bronze. Hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when that revision came out, and everybody saw that in the revisions, because they published the revisions first before they actually published the rule book, everybody went crazy and said, oh, we don't like that, okay, because you know, if we lose, we want to be able to come back and win the gold medal. That tournament format, actually, if you went out and looked in the old rule back, there was six different tournament formats that a tournament director could choose from. That tournament format has always been out there. It's just that no tournament's ever use it other than the U.S. Open. Okay? Mm -hmm. That rule's always been there, but everybody all of a sudden saw it at the top of the rules revisions and and just went wild with it, thinking all of a sudden now all tournaments were going to adopt this format where if you lose, you have to drop down in the consolation bracket and you cannot come back and win a gold medal. That's what you call fake news, okay? It was always out there in the rule book. It hasn't changed. The only thing that changed with that particular rule was it used to say that if you lost in the first round, then you would go down in the consolation bracket, okay? If you lost in future rounds, you were just out. If it was your first loss, you were done. Now they've revised that to do, I think, what the U.S. Open does, and that is, if you lose in any round and that's your first loss, you drop down in the consolation bracket, but you're only playing for a bronze medal down there. And I can tell you from my time at the U.S. Open last year, the vast majority of players, like the old traditional tournament format, where if you lose a match, you drop in the consolation bracket. And if you're good enough to get your way, work your way through there, you can come back and still win the gold the gold medal. You know, if you slip up along the way, in pickleball, you get two chances to come back. But anyhow, I just want to let everybody know that format has always been in the rules, and it's still there. It's just that most tournaments don't bother to go with that, what I call the single elimination with consolation format.
0: What do you think about that, Laura? What mm. are your thoughts?
1: Well,
2: there's, there's two things. The first one, and even though it's kind of been um, abused, I would say, by a very few limited number of players, is it does occur occurs at nationals, and I won't say names, but where someone will intentionally lose, especially in the single straw will intentionally lose a match to drop to the bottom, the, the loser's bracket, because they only have to play one game, the 15, coming through the loser's bracket against not as strong of players and works their way back to the bronze medal match. Rather than playing in the winner bracket in singles where you're playing two out of the three games against the best players and literally killing yourself and thinking I'll conserve my... Now, I would have to say it was actually a pretty smart move. I agreed with it. They weren't breaking the rules. I've seen this in doubles as well, where there are sometimes um, family members in the same division, and one is better than the other, one team's better than the other team, or they're close friends, and they come against each other in the winner's bracket, and the better team will intentionally lose and then come through maybe one or two rounds in the loser's bracket of two 15-point games which they fully believe they can win they both can meet in the finals. Hmm. Um, so again, that's on a very limited basis, but that is, is one thing that I've seen. Playing a, an entire singles division in one day at a Nationals or U.S. Open tournament, in my mind, is absolutely absurd. It is only asking for injuries and dehydration. and yeah. I mean, and, and, unless you play it or experience it, and especially not just the young guys, but yeah, we have people, the guys are throwing up at, at TOC and this is like their third round. It's a very unhealthy thing to do, too, and it's only increasing the risk of injuries. And then they have to continue to play doubles the next day and mix the next day, and it's very hard on the
1: body. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Laura, for sure. Yeah. I agree. The, I agree. The
2: second reason, what I have found in weather, and I come from not just racquetball and tennis backgrounds, but I come from basketball and softball and volleyball. I've played all those sports. The one thing in, in pickleball, and I'm not so much against double elimination, but what I didn't like is... People continue to win, but then they're penalized because they have to sit and wait for this long back draw, and sometimes they have to sit three or four hours. And to me, that's not right in any sport. A team that is winning should still be rewarded, not penalized, and they are. Now, if if things were run in a different format where, you know, and I don't want to get into this big time right now, but if you ran divisions on their own courts and kept the division running, You eliminate that problem. But right now, you are penalized for winning a winner bracket final and having to wait five, six, seven, eight matches to come back through, and you're stiff and sore. And so sometimes teams have actually chosen to lose the winner bracket final, feeling, looking at the draw, feeling we've got a a very good chance of still beating these other teams, but they get to keep playing instead of sitting. People are used to the double elimination, and that's what I wanted to clarify. I'm not against double elimination, but the way that tournaments are run, I don't like it. And I don't I don't particularly, if somebody did ask me, do you think somebody loses a match, they should have a chance to win the tournament? My first answer would be no. But as big as this sport is, that's what does set pickleball aside from other sports, and I understand that. I'm not totally against that, but I like people who are winning be rewarded for that and they're not
0: back with more from rocket and laura after this it's pickleball radio The U.S. Open Pro Division awards 48 medals. This year 21 of those went to pros using an Engage paddle. To really get what makes Engage the best you need to walk onto the court with one. Go to EngagePB.com and try any paddle risk-free for 30 days. You're guaranteed to play with more power and more control than you've ever experienced before. Or simply return it for a full refund. Engage will even cover the shipping. Play better, have more fun and take your place on the medal Stand. Go to engagepb.com. Let's get that final rule change from Rocket Grubs of PickleballRocks.com. What was it and what made it jump out at you, Rocket?
1: Well, this one jumped out, Chris, because right now we have the majority of the, the country playing indoors because it's hard for the ball to bounce in the snow. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> this is one that pertains to the indoor players, okay? The portable nets. It used to be if you hit a ball and it hit the top of a portable net and it trickled over and rolled down and hit that horizontal bar on the opposite side, you could play it off that horizontal bar. That ball was still in play, so you could let that ball bounce off there. That rule has been changed now to say if a ball hits and trickles over and hits that horizontal bar anywhere, whether it's in center foot or any place on that horizontal bar, it's now a let. It's a replay. Hmm. Time will tell whether that's going to be a good change or a bad change. See what type of feedback they got because, of course, we're playing indoors here in Indiana this time of year, so we're playing a lot with the portable nets. And already we've seen several cases where we've hit the top of the net. It's trickled over, and you couldn't quite tell whether it hit the horizontal bar or not. It went ahead Mm. and dropped on down, and the other team on the other side said, I think it ticked it, so it's a a replay. I couldn't get to it. It's a replay. (laughs) See, where before, I'm not sure sure what the reasoning was behind implementing this rule, but uh, it's going to be interesting because it used to be if it trickled over, you played it. Whether it missed the bar or not, you you were after it, trying to get that ball back over the net. Now, you know, (laughs) it's... It may hit it. It may not. You'd have to decide whether it tipped it or not, to, as to whether you replay that point.
0: I'm going to run up to my local home improvement store and get some of that uh, pipe insulation that you can wrap your pipes. It's like three inches in diameter, <laughs> and I'll wrap <laughs> that yeah. horizontal bar with it—the big spongy stuff—to where just anything that falls over, it's like, up, oh, up. Oh, sorry, it hit the hit the hit the bar. I'm sorry. It's <laughs>
1: that's, anyhow, that's that's a big one. That's a big one for the wow. indoor players. <laughs>
0: See, I can be crafty, too, Laura. I can be crafty just like those people that get into the loser's bracket trying to, you know, trying to (laughs) skate to the end. I can think up things like that, too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned uh, things changing and wanting to speed up the game and so many of the rules changes, uh, you know, are to, to speed up tournaments and talked to Steve Peronto a few weeks ago. We were talking about pickleball being on television and uh, people's dreams of it one day being in the Olympics. And uh, Steve said, you know what, for, for those things to really take off and to really happen, we're going to have to seriously consider rally scoring. And I know Rocket. Uh, when we talked last year, uh, you I always think of this. You, you told me there's no crying in baseball, and there's no rally scoring in pickleball. Yeah. Um, what's your take on it? Why are you uh, so adamantly opposed to it?
1: Well, and and I see it pop that question pop up on Facebook once in a while, and it's usually, it's usually some three O players or three five or I'll just say lower level players debating it. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, It makes the game go faster, and it doesn't matter because I play the same way no matter whether my team is serving or, or not. You know, And my thinking is, well, that's because you don't have a strategy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> <Based on> the- <laughs> but to me, every time something like this comes up, where it's a major change in the rules, I always go back to a conversation that I had with Fran Meyer. One day at Nationals, it's been several years ago, and she said that I had the opportunity to sit down with her And she told me about how the original founders came up with the rules and why they came up with certain rules and how it was always to keep the offense and the defense balanced. So neither one would have a big advantage, okay? Mm -hmm. And when you have that chance to play a point a certain way and, and mess it up because your team is scoring and there's not a big penalty when you mess it up, to me, you have a chance to go with different strategies or try hitting that shot down the line that you may not hit. If it's match point, Chris, and the other team is serving, I'm not going to try to hit a screamer down the line. Cause if I miss that ball, I have given them the game. If my team is serving and all of a sudden we're using rally scoring again, I will not try. If I know if I miss that screamer down the line, I'm probably not going to try to hit that shot. You know, i play at the level of of the game where I'll think about that shot before I try to hit it, knowing what the consequences are Mm -hmm. of trying to hit that shot because that other team's going to get a point because I missed that screamer down the line. I'm going to play a safe shot down the middle at somebody's feet and just try to continue to keep that point going. It's a different way of looking at the game when you're out there on the court is whether you're giving up a point or you're not giving up a point and you're just giving up something Mm -hmm. as simple as a loss of serve or a side out.
0: What about you, Laura? Somebody comes to you, they say, we're going to play today, but we're going to play rally scoring. What changes do you make? What do you instantly go, ooh, I'm going to adjust this way, I'm going to I'm going to do this differently?
2: Well, it does change. It changed the whole mindset of the game to begin with, and I couldn't agree more with you, Rodney, on that. I guess something to me that makes pickleball so special and different than any other sport is that when you are the serving team, you are immediately put on defense. There is no other sport that does that. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you go to rally scoring, it does change that for both sides. I, I laughed, and I, I thought it was hilarious, Roddy, what you said, and I don't mean that disrespect towards any 3 level players, but when you have a 2-5 or three O level divisions in your tournament, they can go forever. And in mm-hmm. that regard, I went, hmm, in my mind, I go, well, rally scoring may not be a bad idea just for the speed of the game. But in general, of changing that entire rule, I thought was so ingenious creating it that way that it changes that game. And I don't ever
1: think that should be changed. Yeah, me either.
0: I'm, just, I'm still pushing for overhead serves. I think I think that would be fun. Overhead, <laughs> overhead serves, and you should be able to hold one of those little mini paddles in your non-dominant hand. Just the little mini one, not mm. a normal size one, but the would mini be a fun
2: panel. tournament. Let's do this. Let's take a break uh, real bring, quick. I'll bring the coffee and watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break real quick. I'm going to get uh, get a couple of uh, playing tips since we got uh, two great players here. Always like to get a, a tip or two for the three five four zero player who wants to kick it up a notch, and we'll do that when we come back. This is Pickleball Radio. <laughs> Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and pickleball players. In fact, over half of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Just as good drivers save money on their car insurance, people who live an active lifestyle should save money on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com pickleball and see if you qualify. That's healthiq.com pickleball. You'll find a link in the show notes, healthiq.com pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Pickleball Radio. I'm Chris Allen in Asheville, North Carolina. Up in Indiana, it's Rocket Grubs from PickleballRocks.com. Be sure and get on his email list. He sends out a great email newsletter, and whenever it comes to your inbox, you know it's something good. And Laura fenton Cavanda of World Team Pickleball. You want to get involved with that. The events going on around the country. Great new concept and a lot of fun to be had. That is worldteampickleball.com. Well, I want to be a better player, and uh, I know that uh, you guys can can teach me a lot. What's a, kind of a quick tip for the 3-5, the four zero player who wants to get better? You know, you're plateauing a little bit. You need to do something different to take it to the next level. Rocket, what would you suggest?
1: Well, Chris, I, I think for the majority of players out there, if they're having trouble controlling the ball and putting the ball where they want to put it, one of the best tips that, I, that we teach at our academy is take a smartphone, have somebody video you in, in a game for just a few points, and watch what you, how far back you take your paddle. Okay, And if you literally will watch that and kind of get used to what your, your habits are right now, and if you'll shorten your swing down by, say, 6 to 12 inches, not drastic changes but just shorten your backswing down just a little bit and try hitting that ball maybe out in front just a little bit more i think you'll see some quick and drastic improvements in your in your control
0: nice i'm going to have to give that one a try right away what about you laura
2: you know i just i just did a clinic yesterday with a 40 level players consistency you don't have to rip winners not making mistakes really is more a part of this game. And so as I looked at the players and I said, okay, I'll answer it this way with that answer, consistency. I said, Rick, you know, and I'm not sure if Rick will be listening to this broadcast, but <laughs> I <laughs> said, if we look at Rick's footwork, I said, every shot starts with footwork. Every sport you play begins with your footwork. That's why we call it, we make the feet do the work. And many times, oral level players tend to swing is when a ball is hit hard, let's say they're in the middle of the court or even just you know, a, a foot or two behind the kitchen line and they're still on defense, but a ball comes to their feet or to the side of their feet, the paddle has a tendency of being parallel with the net rather than tilt it back and they want to swing at that and try to push that ball up and over the net. They're swinging and trying to get it back rather than the feet in this case don't have to do a lot of work, but the paddle tilts back. And the ball comes off the paddle, but its trajectory is upward. But if they don't swing, the ball now floats slowly back over the net. Learning what the feet should be doing or not doing and becoming more consistent to where no matter who you're playing, it really becomes X's and O's. It becomes, I'm doing the same thing in every game, but if I'm consistent at what I'm doing, my shots become more consistent. But sometimes people don't know what it is they're supposed to be doing with their feet. Okay? Right. so Paddle is one saying and, and angles, but if their feet aren't doing the right things to begin with, they're not going to become become consistent from the back court, the middle court, or the front court. When I say front, at the kitchen line, that's something that I really emphasize. And whether it doesn't matter if you're a three, oh, three, five, four, oh, four, five, five, oh. I see many five, oh, rated players whose footwork is horrific, and that's why there's still a lower level five, oh, versus even though they have the talent to be but they don't know those things. And I, I couldn't agree more with what, what Rodney said, was videotape is a huge instructional tool. It's fabulous. You learn a lot by watching that.
0: Well, we have certainly learned a lot by having both of you on Uh, last week and this week. And I want to thank you both for joining us and making time for us. Laura fenton Cavanda, worldteampickleball.com. That's the site you need to go to to find out what that concept is all about. Pickleballrocks.com, the legend. Rocket Rodney grubbs That's where you can get on his email list and find all the great products, the Pickleball Rocks shirts, the merchandise, everything else that uh, he is famous for, he and his family. Always a pleasure to have you on as well, Rocket, and to uh, meet up with you whenever we get the chance.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure, Chris. Appreciate it.
0: Laura, thank you. And we look forward to talking to you again soon.
2: Thank you so much. And it was great talking with you, Rodney, as well. Take care. We'll we'll see
1: see you on the trail. Sounds good. Stay warm.
0: You've been listening to Pickleball Radio, the official podcast of Pickleball News. Go to pickleballnews.com and make sure you are on our email list. That's pickleballnews.com. You can also go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. You'll get every episode downloaded automatically to your smartphone or your computer. You can also find us on Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Chris Allen, and this is Pickleball Radio.